0: You're listening to the Act as if podcast with Coach Rowell. Real-life success stories in business and investing as they happen. And now, here's your host, Coach Rowell. Welcome back to the act as if podcast. This is part two of our interview with Elizabeth Kelly, who is a real estate investor extraordinaire, taught literally thousands of people um, in Canada in how to get started and actually move forward with their real estate investing careers, activities, what have you, that part is real. And I'm so excited to actually catch up with the Elizabeth of today, present day, as we're recording this and find out how much from the last episode was act as if, was let's pretend, and how much of it was, was totally real. So welcome back, Elizabeth.
1: Thank you. I love this. This has just been fantastic. I feel like every mastermind group should go through and do this activity because everybody sets goals. But to actually talk in the present tense, like that is powerful stuff.
0: Yes, yes, that that's was my vision. So I'm curious to find out a lot of things from you. Like, first of all, your experience about how it felt when I um, opened the platform to be able to, to for you to expand on your vision. And mm-hmm. then also, for those who are watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast, if they caught the part one, which I highly recommend people make sure that they listen to that first, and then come back here if they haven't done so how much of it was real and how much of it was, you know, your goal for yourself? So first of all, the overall feeling, how did it feel to actually talk about it as if it were real?
1: It made me really excited. It really, you know, took goals that in before had been written on paper and it really helped me feel how I would feel when that was my life, when I had achieved those goals and that was the life that I was living.
0: So how is that different from, because I assume you're Pretty goal oriented. I mean, you've done a ton uh, since the time that I first met you and Emmett. How is it different from, or first of all, what prior to this and speaking it out as if it were true, how would you go about your goal uh, achievements?
1: Um, well, normally, I, so every, and I guess it's a little bit cliche, but every uh, New Year's, <laughs> excuse me, my husband and I would sit down and we'd sort of write down some goals and and what we wanted to achieve. Um, during the next year. And then we sort of just work it backwards. So we would assume, okay, it's, you know, December of the, 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 that year or the following year. And what do we want to be able to say we've accomplished this year? And um, then we stay focused on it as much as possible. You know, we keep our goals right in front of us. We continue to remind ourselves and and hold each other accountable for achieving them. Um, The interesting thing is though, what I've discovered is that even if you Don't achieve your goal, even if something happens a a challenge that comes up for you. If you can shift from thinking about this happened to me and think about it as this happened for me. Then the way that you're able to incorporate even the unexpected into your goal achievement is really incredible, you know, sometimes you can leapfrog and far surpass your goals. When you take when you see challenges as opportunities instead of as threats, you follow mm-hmm. me? Making yeah,
0: sense? yeah. And how is how is it different to to play? Let's pretend. It's one thing. I know I, I do a similar thing where you, you a lot of people will uh, review their goals with their business partner or their spouse or both. Uh, but then to to I don't want to say fake it. I don't like the the term fake it till you make it. Some people say, oh yeah, act as I prefer act as if. But stepping into that role of the Elizabeth Kelly of uh, three years in the future, how is that different from reviewing goals on a piece of paper?
1: It, It feels more visceral, it feels more emotional, and it feels more real. To me. Um, you know, before in preparation for this podcast, I actually spent quite a bit of time journaling and, and writing down, you know, what is it I really want? Um, and sometimes we write things on paper and we think about them logically and, and they they sound really good. But when you actually think about how would it feel to live that life, you can feel if there's um if there's not really good cohesion between, you know, who you are and what you want. Do you know what I mean? Like you can become, for example, a real estate investor, you could become a real estate investor with honesty and integrity and, you know, not committing mortgage fraud and saying that you're going to be living in a triplex that you have no intention of ever moving into, or you could become a real estate investor who says, you know, I have standards, I have ethics, I'm always going to be transparent. I'm going to honor people who invest with me and who, um, you know, uh, lend me funds um, that that are going to you know earmarked for their retirement. You know, you can look at things you can write down i'm going to be a real estate investor, but until you actually think about what living that life feels like you have to. You really have to make some decisions, I think, and and you have to decide what doesn't work for you, so that you can really move into the realm of what does, and I feel like talking about it as if it had already happened. Um, really made me think about it and it actually made my focus and belief, I think, stronger than it was when I just wrote them down.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's break down the, I think we covered kind of three parts, mm-hmm. which was in the previous episode was uh, your coaching business. And then we talked about your real estate investing with Sandstone and then on the personal side. So let's kind of break that down and unpack that on the coaching business. How much do you have a coaching business right now? Like be real yeah. with me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, I I do. I actually launched it. So I launched, I made the transition from being a trainer at Rich Dad. I mean, I had, you know, coaching clients that I had been helping uh, since 2015. I think I was, you know, I had a couple of clients a year and they were just people who, you know, I really felt like I could help them. And then in 2020, I resigned from Rich Dad and I started my own coaching business in January. So that was literally the month that the pandemic hit. Mm. So that was, you know, being able to being able to continue to give back and to support people and to support um you know the people in my network um while there was so many things going on while there was so much uncertainty while there was so much fear it was just such a blessing to me and i i just want to keep you know growing my business and and keep um you know making a difference for people and it's been quite a transition from the front of the room to to one-on-one coaching. I mean, you you know it too, like you're so immersed in people's lives and, and you're such a big cheerleader and there's, you know, you have responsibility, you know, things that you say have a tremendous impact on people. So you choose your words carefully and you, you know, always see people as their highest and best self and what they're capable of achieving. So it kind of feels a little bit like, you know, what I spend time envisioning for my coaching clients this was an opportunity your podcast was an opportunity to do the same thing for myself
0: mm, wonderful i'm glad to hear that and on the investing side on the personal investing side with you and Emmett, i know that you've done quite a bit but if you can remember from just a few minutes ago when we recorded episode one how much of that was real and how much of that was aspirational yeah.
1: Oh, I have no doubt that we will be, you know, we'll be in this in this space within the next couple of years. You know, Emmett and I have talked a lot um, about his skill set. And, you know, once we have, there's a, a few shifts and some adjustments that we need to make in order to be right there. But I have no doubt that that we will be able to make that in, in the future. And that, you know, I would hazard a guess that 90% of what I talked about is what will come to fruition in the next few years. Um, right. I very much, we very much want to um, to be able to shift a little bit and have some more time freedom and have, you know, businesses that we've invested in that we've, you know, built over the last, you know, decade and a bit, we want them to be at the point where we really can step back and be a little more hands off and know that we have the right people in place. And you know, we've created the systems and processes and we'll always be there. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we want to, you know, we want to spend more time with our family, our parents are getting older, my dad, unfortunately, passed in 2015. But, you know, Emmett's parents are in their 80s now. And we want to make sure that, you know, what's the point in doing all this, if at critical moments in your life, when your friends and your family need you, you're not available. So we've, right. you know, we've got this in, in the back of our head too that, you know, we want to be able to, to support our, our, our parents and be there when they need us
0: hmm. Now, I want to delve into a little bit of specifics on that in particular, because uh, I know that some people who might not know you or me be- before this episode, uh, some of the stuff that you've actually done sounds a little bit fantastical, <laughs> but I know you have done them. So I'm going to call it out and be, you know, make sure and make, make you blush a little bit. But you've done. I think I remember Emmett mentioning that there's a story where you guys had lifted the roof off of a building and then put a second floor and then put back the roof. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. You've done crazy stuff like that. You yep. really have done by the Burr method, by renovate, rent, refinance, repeat, etc. Yep. You've uh, you've you've had, I know you had another side business, uh, not inside business, but another venture with a couple others uh, for rent to owns. Yeah, and you've done I think dozens, is that accurate of rent to owns? Yeah. Yep. You've also done from what I remember. Um fix and flips, obviously. There was a point, I think in northern Ontario, you owned something like half the town.
1: <laughs> we literally, have to tell. It's just what people feel. But um, our goal when when we came to Northern Ontario was just to you know own apartment buildings and to be able to have somebody manage hands off. And unfortunately, we weren't able to really find someone who managed the way we wanted it done. So we started managing, and then when we realized all the opportunities up here. Um, we sort of pivoted our company to be able to offer people the opportunity to do burrs on buildings in Kirkland Lake, but we would take care of everything from start to finish. So Emmett, you know, with his engineering, you know, he does all the permits and, and, you know, all the approvals and all the, the quoting and the managing and the trades and Emmett handles kind of all of that. And then, you know, we get everything rented. So we do, we've done everything you say, and, and we like to be able to offer people the opportunity to be able to do it too and benefit from our knowledge. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you say it like that and I go like, no wonder, no wonder, you know, 15 years have gone by and, and we've learned so much because you're right, we've done pretty much every strategy.
0: Right. And on in terms of the private lending, are you there yet where you are really focused on the private lending or was that aspirational?
1: Uh, no, we're we're transitioning, so we do have money out right now for private lending, all our RRSPs, and everything that we had from before when we you know had uh, had jobs. Um, all that has already been lent out and uh, come back and forth, obviously, multiple times. But um, as we transition and part of the growth that every investor goes through, I think is you have to make a decision whether you keep the, the smaller stuff as you transition to bigger stuff or whether, you know, you you let that go and, and sort of let those partnerships come to an end in order to be able to take on new, bigger, better things for you. Um, so that's sort of a, a decision that we're thinking about right now in terms of, Do we want to continue owning what we own or do we want to let it go, pull everything out and then start fresh um, with, you know, some of the, the bigger stuff that we want to do?
0: Excellent. Very cool. And on the on the personal side with the dream house that you mentioned that you built, have you built that yet? What stage is that in?
1: No, uh-huh. that, um, I've started doing my research and I've started looking at communities and narrowing down where we want to be. And that's how I know that I want to be, you know, Peterborough, Kawartha Lake, somewhere around kind of in that stretch. Um, but we haven't found the land yet. And obviously, so obviously we haven't built the house yet, but I'm, it's in my mind every time I, I look around and every time I look at design magazines and look at what people are doing in real estate, I'm like, oh, I really like that. I'm going to put that in my in the, in my little file here for for when we're ready to go
0: that sounds amazing 100 acres i remember you mentioned that so Maybe. it's out there
1: it is and the it personal. would be an
0: amazing episode for you to come back 36 months from now for example and be able to say remember we talked about that once upon a time or any yeah. of these things that's that's what i'm hoping for for you for sure
1: thank you thank you i it's it's been such a pleasure to be here and, and thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, we're not done yet because I still okay. want to talk about the overall experience. <laughs> okay. Um not the overall experience, but so you can those... take
1: that, sorry, can we take that part out then?
0: <laughs> we might. We'll, see, we'll okay. see. But it's, I mean, we keep it real here. This this the second part of the of the interview is is always more, you know, down to earth and laid back. But I yeah. want to put you on the spot a little bit because oh. I know that uh, it is. it has been a while since you and I have talked. And um, we used to do those casual games where you were hosting and we had nice conversations there. But I really would like people to get an idea of how they might be able to work with you, like on the coaching side or on the investing side or even with the volunteer, or not the volunteer, but on the, you know, the rescue dog um, part of of your vision, how can, let's start with with first, what did we start with? On the coaching side, Mm -hmm. how can people get more information about you? Do you have something to download, a website they can look at, or do they send you an email right away? How do you want people (laughs) to reach you?
1: Well, people can find me on my website, um, ekconsulting.ca. Uh, I host webinars. I host two a month. So one, uh, I think it's the second Monday and the second Monday at seven and the fourth Monday at uh, noon. Um, I have two different webinar formats. So one of them, the evening one is where I invite people and we have a conversation. We have a discussion. We talk about, you know, issues. We talk about opportunities. We talk about things like how do you find a good market? How do you choose the right strategy for you? You know, these are the types of, of things that investors want more information. Information on and the lunchtime webinars are really more um, information based so uh, you know we'll have someone from scotia bank come on and talk about financing options with opportunities um, for investors with them uh, you know I'll have someone come on and talk about this financial planning tool that they've created that's specifically just for investors. Uh, So it's really the the lunchtime one is really more about providing information on services and and products that are out there for investors. And then the evening one is really more about education and discussion. And my webinars are free. You can sign up for them through my website just to join the mailing list. Uh, You can also book a discovery call with me. I'm easy to find on Facebook at Elizabeth Kelly Consulting. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Kelly Consulting. So there's lots of ways to to reach out. And, and I love, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't gotten to the point where, you know, I, I'm so big that, that people can't find me or can't connect with me. Like I'll respond to your message. And, and it really is a, a one-on-one interaction because I, that's what I like. That's what I enjoy Great. the most.
0: And if you, if you, if you can, uh, well, can you describe the, I guess the ideal client or, or a stage that a person is at with their, with their, is it, do you focus mainly on real estate investors? And if so, what stage should they be at? Or, you know, can you expound on that?
1: Yeah. I, I, I guess your
0: ideal, it. your ideal coaching client, what stage would they be at?
1: So most of my clients who come to me, they have done, you know, one, two, maybe three deals. I mean, that doesn't mean that you, you know people who are completely fresh can't come but i find most people by the time they they decide that they're ready for a coach they've usually done a few deals um and then they they may have gotten the old uh, sorry you know we can't get you any more mortgages that usually prompts a lot of people to come Um, and either that, or they're wondering about, you know, scaling up and growth. And a lot of people are thinking financial freedom. Like, how do I, how do I take this investing, you know, that I love doing on the side, how do I turn this into my day job? And that's where people typically make the transition from, you know, consuming information, um, you know, from podcasts and that kind of thing and, and really, you know, getting some great information and they go, I, I have all this in my head. I know all this, how do I take this and personalize it and make it apply just to me to know this is what I should be doing next? This is what I should be focusing on next if I want to create this life that I want. So uh, a lot of my clients, to be honest, it's funny, but I seem to attract couples because I think because my husband and I are in business and it's not easy. Like you and I have talked about this before. You know, when you're when your life partner is also your business partner, it's always an adventure. Uh, you really <laughs> never know what you're going to get. So um, I, I have a lot of clients who work with me who are couples, or at least who have a spouse who would like to know what's going on, even if they aren't necessarily, you know, in it day to day. And I, I think I attract a lot of people who um it's not just about real estate. Most of my clients end up starting another business too, whether it's a demolition company, whether it's an interior design company, a construction company, a property management company. Most of my clients, we will start another business to actively generate income because it will get them towards their goal that much faster.
0: You know, mm-hmm. if you start
1: construction business and you do four flips a year, you know, if your minimum criteria for a flip is 30,000, most people are more than doubling their income by doing four flips a year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if that sounds like you, viewer, Mr. Mr. Viewer, then uh, make sure you reach out to, uh, to Elizabeth at ekconsulting.ca. And now on the investment side, Hmm. That part, I think you had mentioned is a bit in a transition. So if somebody was like, Oh, I'm not so sure I need coaching help, but I'm interested in what um, this lady Elizabeth has said about on the investing side. How are you still taking on investors for your uh, sandstone business?
1: So if people want to invest in Kirkland Lake, then we will, you know, we would be honored to help them make that happen. So, you know, if you want us to help you find a a property or if you found a property and you you know, want help with project management, renovations, renting, like we can help with all of that. Um, So that's what we sort of transitioned when we got to the point where we're like, okay, we're not actively looking for partners right now. So we're just going to help people get into real estate, but they don't need to take on a partner and we can help them do that
0: okay so it's more like a service or a consulting arrangement
1: i it is now just as we've transitioned out of out of you know actively looking for joint venture partners uh i foresee though within the next 12 to 18 months we're going to start as we sort of shift and as we put our focus elsewhere and start looking at new opportunities i know that we will be we'll be actively looking to uh to, to find some new partners and some people who have, you know, the same vision and the same goals that we do. And I'm really excited for that.
0: I'm excited for you. That sounds all amazing. And so with that, I really do want to, once again, thank you for being on this podcast with me for my inaugural season for both episodes. And I really do uh, see really great things for you as well in the future. And i I want to be able to call you on that to invite you back to be able to catch up and say, you know what, we talked about this. We talked about that. This is how life turned out. That's my long term vision. So from a selfish point of view, I really hope we can catch up again in the near future.
1: Absolutely. I would absolutely love to do that. And I would love I'm looking forward to hearing your episodes because I want to hear what you are envisioning for yourself in 36 months.
0: Oh, I'm not ready for the spotlight on that sense yet, but I'm getting there. I'm working with my coach as well as on that part
1: (laughs) for you. That's awesome. Well, I look forward to hearing that as well. And thank you very much. It's been great.
0: All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Take care.
1: You too. Thanks. You've been listening to the act as if podcast
0: with coach Roel. Real life success stories in business and investing as they happen.